So, Berto, I thought we would respond to some patron emails. What do you say? Oh, yeah. I love patron emails. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Humberto Castaneda. I break mugs. Why do you do that? So, you know, you get these mugs that have pictures of people on them. Uh-huh. Like, we have mugs with our pictures in them, Yeah, right? So, I have this belief that if I break them, it's like a voodoo doll kind of thing. Oh, I can take possession of them. Oh. But I don't do it for myself. I charge money, so I do it for other people. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so this email is from an anonymous person. They say, have you ever addressed why people elevate public figures to the level of role model or even hero status? And what happens when that person turns out to not be as they appeared in public? Mm. I'm referring to beloved and revered actors, politicians, sports figures, etc., who turn out to be domestic abusers, rapists, and pedophiles. Yep. There is a very prominent person within a community of which I am a part who has been accused of serious abuse of power and criminal behavior. This is a person I admired for their activism and compassion. I would not use the term hero, but I definitely consider them to have an outstanding character, intelligence, and felt that they made a positive difference in the world. What should I believe? Berto, what should this person believe? Uh, is the question, what should they believe the accusations, or should they believe... I get maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, it is a very hard question. I guess for me personally, there are some cases that come out where not only am I not surprised, but I'm like, yeah, good riddance, right? Like as an example, even though I knew not a lot about Harvey Weinstein, the little bit I knew before the the big scandal, it was it didn't seem to me a person that was nice anyways, you know? Uh, I watching Entourage, they made fun of him being a complete dick basically. <laughs> Um, so once the uh, accusations came out, I was sort of like, yeah, I'm not surprised, and good riddance. On the other hand, when uh, Kevin Spacey stuff came out, um, you know, I've, ha- I've had a, a real big admiration for Kevin Spacey as an actor for a long time. I really love his movies. I love the show uh, House of Cards, uh, and I, re- I really enjoyed him, you know? So when the accusations came out, I was really torn on A, what to believe, and B, what should I do with my admiration for this person now? Should I throw it all away? What about the movies? Should I no longer like those movies? Uh, you know, and, and all those kinds of things went through my head. Uh, it, even in a bigger way, uh, I think for a lot of people, the this happened with Michael Jackson. You know, we've talked about that too. And yeah, it's it's certainly not easy because you also form a lot of your identity around these people. You know, a lot of the things you like and believe and and say, it's like, well, it's you might not say it explicitly, but in your head, things you like make of a lot of what you are, the way you come off, the things you quote, the things you like and appreciate. So to find out some of it is really bad or some of it is by someone who's really bad, it challenges you as a person you know, a little bit. You know, it's like... Who are you? Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I don't know what to say, patron. You got Bill Cosby, Harvey Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen. Right, Bill Cosby. That's another one. Kids growing up in the 80s. I grew up with Bill Cosby. Yeah. And you're like, wow, there's a good role model. You know, there's a... Yeah, he was... Bill Cosby was a massive part of my life yeah. gr- growing up. Not only, what obviously, the Cosby Show, which was like... The biggest show of that of that time, As but before Cosby Show, my dad would buy his comedy records, right? And we would we would just sit around the <laughs> record player 
and listen to his comedy record. Laugh your head off. Yeah. Or seeing him on TV. On, and I love Fat Albert. Like, I right. love Fat, Fat Albert. Fat Albert was a huge part of my growing yeah. up. Uh, Roman Polanski, Bill, Bill Clinton, right? Uh, Louis C.K., James Franco, T.J. Miller, uh, Tavis Smiley. Did you know Tavis Smiley had a? Do you know Tavis? Oh Smiley? yeah, I did not know. Al Franken, uh, Matt Lauer. I guess. I, I mean, he's. I, I wasn't a yeah. fan of his, but John Lasseter from yeah. Pixar. Right, right, right. Um, oh, tr- and by the way, we should point out these aren't apples to apples. Like, just because we are naming these names doesn't mean everyone's the same, and all no, the cases are the same. All these, from what I understand, are confirmed. No, I know, but I'm saying like I'm not that, like I'm not. Some of these are rapists. Some of these are right, right, right. Uh, you know, but all these are confirmed men who have used their power yeah, yeah, yeah. in evil ways. Sure. Some have done it a billion times over, yeah. and some have done it once. Yeah. But they've all done it. Charlie Rose, yeah. uh, Ryan Seacrest, Jeffrey Tambor. Was the J- Ryan Seacrest stuff confirmed though? I thought that that was uh, maybe not. But yeah. but I know the other ones have all been. I mean. You know Polanski and Clinton. I mean, it, it's it's well. Pretty... Actually, the Clinton one is really egregious because the thing that that most people cared about was him lying about uh, Monica Lewinsky. But that was, and I know it's a power imbalance, but that wasn't as egregious as some of the other things that he actually right. did yeah. with other women. Right. Um, as a therapist, I don't have any opinion about it because it's it's up to everyone to decide how they want to see that it's right. a personal thing and um and your feelings are your feelings and you're on a journey as a fellow citizen i i i tend to separate the art from the artist you know um annie hall is one of my favorite movies yeah i wouldn't say it's it's probably not in the top 20 but it's you know top 50 movies every once in a while i just want to pop that thing in and watch it you know yep. um Interiors by Woody Allen is a beautiful movie. Uh, Midnight in Paris is a great movie. Um, uh, what's the one with Javier Bardem in Spain? Um, that's a great movie too. Uh, has uh, anyway. There's there's a lot of Woody Allen movies that I love. Yep. Um, from what I understand, you can't deny that he has done some. You know, at the very of the things we know he's done, right. are pretty bad. Sure. And God knows what else he's done. Uh, and yeah. he's not even trying to hide it. You know, right. when you marry your uh, your wife's adopted daughter right. or your ex-wife's adopted daughter, yeah. like, and she's really young at the time, it's like, you're just, you're just trying to flaunt it at this point that you have a thing for that, you know? Yeah. And so for me, um, I don't want to stop watching Annie Hall. Yeah, right. It's uh, hard. But... Uh, at the same time, I condemn everything he's done. Well, and there's tough cases like what was the recent one where they canceled the whole thing because of a tweet? Uh, Roseanne, right? Okay, so uh, granted, she wasn't abusing anyone sexually uh, that we know of, but, <laughs> but it's you know. But what she did was she she made some very 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 bad uh, comment and series of things. So, um, but there there was this point brought up of okay, so now. That whole show is bad. Everyone that worked on it is bad. Everyone has to be out of work and blah, blah. Yeah, I uh, felt bad for all the other... Right. I, I don't the, feel bad for John Goodman because he can get work. He can get... Right. And there's similar stuff with like uh, House of Cards, right? Like, uh, in fact, <laughs> ironically, this very strong female actress who stands out because not 
you know, she's one of the examples of like, oh, look, a very successful female actress now in a very popular show. Oh, her show is gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's are a, they going to try to do a season with just her? Or is it just, no, I don't it's think fully so. gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that show was done after season two anyway. I, I hear you. Yeah, but I'm just saying how, like, basically one person's actions doomed the whole... I mean, think of how many hundreds of people worked on that show, right? But, but what are you going to do? Like, you know, he was the center of that show. Absolutely. No, and I'm not saying, no, you should have kept it going in spite of it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, in fact, if anything, I'm, I'm making their actions worth that much more. Like, they cause so much more damage than just... To the person that, yeah, yeah, and um, and that's a different issue because. So let me ask you, Berto, did you ever like Roseanne the TV show? Oh uh, yeah, as a kid. So if a, if a rerun of Roseanne came on, would you watch it? Well, bad example because I wouldn't, but not because of this. I just, oh. it's not the kind of show that I would crave a rerun of, but. But the but the, the what, about, what about answer. House of Cards? What about Kevin Spacey? Right, right. So would you watch that? Not show? House of Cards, maybe, but certainly other movies. Seven or any of those. Uh, oh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, one of my favorite movies. You know, absolutely. Okay. And yet, sure, as I'm watching it, I'd be like, oh, but but you know, it's one actor it, among many in that cast, right? And all the people who wrote it and directed it, right. and you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, now if someone wants to say. It's immoral to them that they would watch a Woody Allen movie because they don't want sure. to support that. Um, I totally dig it because believe me, there's a part of me that feels that way about it. Yeah, um, yeah and that's that's fair. It's even like what was the the guy uh, who was Beretta, who then was a murderer. Yeah, uh, he you know Lost Highway. I love that movie. I, I you know someone if they said oh, I can't watch Lost Highway because it's got that guy and he's a murderer, right? It's like okay. That's fair. Right. For me, it wouldn't bother me. But yeah. I think it really, it really depends. You know, because it'd be like, say, Paul McCartney comes out as raping children this whole time. Oh my God! Come on now. Like, <laughs> like, am I going to stop listening to? Oh, you, you just. Oh, that's too extreme. Too far. Too soon. Too far. Do you know what I mean? Am yeah, I going to no, not no, listen no, no, to, no. to the Beatles? No, 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 no. Like, we can't. Like, let's not even have that conversation. You know. So now, but I totally understand if someone did make that choice. Well, let's take a real example: Michael Jackson. Yeah, I listened to Michael Jack. I was just listening to a thriller the other day. Yeah, right. And and, and and at the same time, another part of my or you know, I can have both and I can yeah. enjoy his music and I can also say that based on the evidence, I'm fairly sure that he right he did something. You know, it's what about OJ? Uh, airplane. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, Naked Gun. All the movies he was in. But he's like a pretty. He's not like the central character in those movies. Fine, but. Uh, but know. yeah, well, for me, I, I don't. I, yeah. Because you could certainly make a case that that you know by watching it, he's getting a dividend or something. Yeah, or and, something. Yeah, or you're now passively, uh, you know, uh, approving of this person's lifestyle. Is OJ in jail right now? Um, I think he just got out. Or he's is he a, alive? Yeah, or he's he's, alive, he's right? about to get out, or yeah, he or he already got out because okay. he was convicted for um, that hotel room right. tr- trying to get his stuff back, kind of like uh, ruffian. <laughs> Did you? Have you? Ever, I think there's a documentary about that. Have you seen that? 
Do you, do you know all the details about that crime he committed? No, I just know it was like he was trying to reclaim his memorabilia and had this ridiculous plan, and it went obviously south. But yeah, yeah. I don't know the details. Yeah, he basically is there an actual movie about it? There's or, a documentary, or, a or at least like a mini documentary, and but he basically kind of got his friends together, and none of them really wanted to do it, and. Yeah. They like busted in this hotel room and basically like held someone. Right. Uh, anyway, and they're on camera because there's cameras all over the. It's like right. in a casino hotel or something, and um, it's, like, it I, just looks like a bunch of doofuses. Like yeah. <laughs> like and then and then when he got caught, a typical sentence would be like a couple years maybe or uh-huh. something, and he got like thirty three years or something. He got like some. The same amount of years that he would have got if he was convicted of of killing. Is that because he was violating some term of something? No, or? it's because the judge just really wanted to stick it to him. And oh, and I mean, this is the speculation. I see. And she was trying to make up for the fact that he got away. Oh, so that's not right. Even though, you know, I mean, that's not that's not right. Well, a judge shouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. And and that's why I think he got off way early got out of jail way early because i might have some of the details wrong but actually that'd be an interesting argument a judge should or should not do that. you know it's kind of a because technically no 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 by our legal system a judge probably shouldn't do that yeah. right 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 and that's why uh, certain mechanisms yeah. kicked in so that he could be released early um so um he goes on to ask the person denies the allegations and i don't know what to believe I, ah, yes. I met them several times in small social gatherings and had no feeling of anything being off about them. Many people say they always got a creepy vibe from this person and many others who had no clue. Why do some people's radar get set off by people and others don't? Berto. All right. So, okay. So that's a really good one. First of all, my current stance on this is certainly you, you're not the law. You are not a judge, jury. You're not any of that stuff. So... Certainly, you can make decisions for yourself and maybe your close family or something. So if, if, if you don't trust someone for whatever reason, you don't want to be around them or you don't want your kids around them and stuff, by, by all means, right? That's, that's your purview. Uh, that said, just because someone gets accused of something doesn't mean they are guilty. That's not the way our system works. And that, that goes for any type of accusation. Uh, so certainly... Uh, mass demonization over someone or doxing them or, or you know, doing something violent, breaking into their house or attacking them or any of this stuff, completely unwarranted, un- out of bounds, should not do it. it, even if you're convinced that they're guilty of whatever it is they're being accused. That's not how the world, uh, sorry, that's not how our system works. That's not how the law works. Uh, at the same time, if, uh, you know, if you are someone who is a friend of the person, or in this case, you know you you don't believe it, you don't see it, and things like that, uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be respectful to the people that are making the accusations. You also shouldn't go in that direction of like, well, just because I'm friends with this person, now I'm going to you know insult, attack, or anything to these people. Uh, but you're entitled to your opinion, and and if they're not been proven guilty, there's no reason why you need to assume that they're guilty, right? Yeah, right. And there are uh, times when I myself have heard accounts from people that I have 
you know, said to myself, eh, pretty sure this happened, yeah. you know, and uh, I don't need to wait for the right. the court to establish one way or the other, you know. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes the court uh, is wrong, you know, and, yeah. and juries are wrong. Um, like, like there was there was a case, uh, you and I have a, a friend in common, Tall Rory, who uh, many, many years ago, he had a run in with someone that Tall Rory said uh, stole something from him. And I knew this person superficially, but I knew this person. And honestly, his word was good enough for me to disassociate myself and never trust that other person. He could have been wrong. I, for all I know, he could have been lying. I don't believe so, but he could, he could have at least been wrong. But for me, that was good enough. But that's different from, like, that's not a law consequence. That's just no. me uh, assuming that my friend is right. And another wrinkle to this is, when accounts were coming out about Harvey Weinstein before he was convicted, accounts are coming out about Kevin Spacey and these kinds of things, mm-hmm. or the people coming forward don't want to go on, they don't want to publicly say their name or anything right. like that. Um, there are times when it makes sense social justice wise to take all that into consideration and think, well, you know, it, it, there's a given the scenario that these people are talking about, you know, it might have happened. Yeah. Having said all that, I agree with you in terms of we hate the notion that we don't know things and yeah. we hate the notion that we'll never know something. You know, uh, as I age, when I watch news stories or documentaries about this and that, you know, like Adnan in from Serial. Did you ever listen to Serial, the, the podcast? The original, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Adnan, yeah. Adnan, um, Sai, I can't remember. Um, the, uh, everyone wanted to f- figure out. Right. And we, ju- we he- were sure or not, but that the conclusion was going to be what we thought it was going to be. And they didn't, you know? Right. But we all wanted to know. Did yes. he, did he kill the. We wanted it wrapped up nice and neat, like in a movie. Or, or was he falsely accused? Right. And so, um, we have a really hard time with that, you know? Right. But even if a judge and a court, you know, finds the person, even if the person confesses to it. Right. It's still not necessarily the case. You, you'll just, you'll, you'll never, never know. know. <laughs> you, you, you'll never know because you weren't there. And even if you were there, how do you know your, your memory was right? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's at that point you run into existentialism. But certainly if you saw it with yeah. your own eyes and you have reason to feel you're not having delusions, that's probably the only time in life yeah. that you... Only you. Or a picture or video or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, at the same time, <laughs> if um, I, here's an example that I've totally concluded without any final real evidence or anything. Uh, Brian Singer, the director of uh, movies like the X-Men, uh, this la- the last X-Men movie that came out, I skipped it. I did not watch it. I did. And the reason I didn't watch it is as a personal boycott because there are allegations that have come out against him that he, you know, abused young males. Uh, now, I have no proof. I have no, no idea if this is real or not. But me personally, I decided, you know what? I believe it for my own set of reasons, so I'm going to not watch that movie. Right? Okay. And that's just, I mean, I, I can't. I can't prove it. That's just what I decided to do. So similarly, if if you know if you if you hear an allegation about someone and 
and you form your own conclusion. As long as I guess the difference is me not watching the movie doesn't really. It's not illegal for me not to watch the movie. It's not legal one way or the other. It's just yeah. me making a personal decision. Yeah, it, it is weird, and I, I don't know what to think, honestly, as a citizen. As a therapist, like I said, everyone has to figure this out for themselves. But, you know, if, if um, for example, if Harvey Weinstein writes a book— or OJ's book, you know, if I did it, yeah, um, I, you know, I consider it a bit problematic to buy that book. Yeah, right. And so I, I have a line. Yeah, you know, and if Harvey Weinstein produces another movie somehow, right. um, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see it. Uh, th- that's true as well. Like I probably wouldn't watch any new Kevin Spacey movies. Right. So, <laughs> I, so you and I have a line. Yeah, there is a line. But there, but so why does Woody Allen or even Roman Polanski? Because I I've watched his movies yeah. even after you right. know all this stuff happened. So um, some of it is the, uh, well, yeah, you're right because I don't know all the details. But Roman Polanski wasn't that like with a 13 year old or something? Yeah, some I can't remember the yeah. details. Something awful, which is clearly yeah. Well, I I, guess, I, I, I think he's even like he can't come back to the United States. Yeah, he cannot. Yeah. I will say my line, and this is, I'm sure, not right, <laughs> but my line has to do more with how much I dislike the person. Yeah. And to me, someone like Harvey Weinstein is the kind of person that I would just dislike anyways. Yeah. And so in this case, my bias goes that way, and I'm like, okay. Oh, but, but that said, actually, I'm still a hypocrite because guess what? There are many Harvey Weinstein-produced movies that I would probably still watch. Yeah, Absolutely. He's produced some of the best movies that's yes, ever, that have exactly. ever been made. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know what? I just can't let go of Ryan Seacrest. I just love... Um, Wait, I, I don't know that that's even a... Re- I, I thought that that was discredited. I'm joking, because I... Oh, okay. What is he... I don't even know what he does. Oh, what, I see, I see. What is, I thought you were being serious. Like, you know, he's such a lovable guy. Or everything <laughs> that John Lasseter has produced. Oh, no, so that's a... Oh, Jesus, right. You know? Like, you, I'm, I'm boycotting Pixar. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or or Al Franken and the characters that he's played in different. Con- okay, and now okay now and, we and get Lu- into Lu- Louis C.K. Now listen, now we get what if into- what if Louis C.K. makes something after this? Right, but see, this is what uh, now we're getting into territory that is very controversial. But what if that- Louis C.K. makes something new? Would yeah. you would you watch? it? I have no pro- I have no problem watching Louis C.K. stuff. New That's, stuff? No, any stuff. But okay, but you have a problem with what he did to those yes. women? Yes. Okay. Yes, but the, here's where here's where it gets a little complicated. I think there's a subset of men out there that grew up in a time and place, which is most of us, where uh, unfortunately... Yeah, we, most of us grew up in a time and place. Yeah. Where, where, where unfortunately, there were many things that were considered right, which now in our current cultural time are considered wrong. Yeah. One of them was, for example, calling gay people bad names and, and thinking of them as essentially bad, inferior or flawed people. Yeah. I grew up with that, right? Yeah. I also grew up thinking that it's it's absolutely perfectly okay to say completely sexist things all the time because that's how we talk about women. Yeah. It's just what we do. It's locker room. Trump's right, you know, blah, 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 right? And, and so when I hear some stories, not all stories, <laughs> not Harvey Weinstein stories, but when I hear some stories, like the Al Franken stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's sleazy, but that's so common. And so what ends up happening is I go like, yeah, that's got to change. That's got to change. But, but what's hard to do is that it, it, the, the retroactive changing is the hard part. 
You cannot retroactively expect all these people, and, and this extends way beyond just these kinds of problems. And I'm even including, we've had these kinds of conversations how, look, I hate the people that are still in this country right now saying things like, uh, you know, well, you know, black people are inferior, blah, 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 right? These kinds of things, right? But the problem is that I also know where they come from. I know why those people are saying what, what they're saying, right? So uh, when, when I think of like the solution is to say no one should be racist, well, that's a great idealistic thing to say, but that's not going to change things. So in a similar way, I say, look, consequences for the actions need to be on a scale, on a gradient. And when someone did certain things, it should be worse consequences for when they did other things. Right. And so I'm not on the page of some folks that feel like any offense is as bad as the worst offense. So yeah. long story short, when it comes to uh, at least when it comes to Al Franken, I go, yeah, that sucks. He was being creepy. And okay, stuff. well, let's rate. Let, let, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear your rating here. All right. Okay. And do I don't know, know all the data, so that might be a... But well, do you know what John Lasseter did? I don't know. It was employees, I believe. Yeah, employees. Um, okay. Sexism. So obviously Harvey Weinstein is at the top, right? It seems that way. Well, I guess Bill well, Cosby. Bill, no, no, Bill Cosby and... Well, Bill Cosby might be worse because he was like drugging I, and you raping. Know, obviously Bill Seriously. Cosby is a monster, but Harvey Weinstein I might even make worse. Um, I think his body count was higher, one. And two, Harvey Weinstein is is a legit. Well, they're both serial. They're both. both. Let's just, just group them in the yeah. same. Body. <laughs> okay, um, Roll, Woody Allen. Okay, so rating on a scale from one to yeah. ten. Well, so Bill Cosby we and Harvey yeah. Weinstein are a ten. Uh, what's Woody Allen? If what we know is that he married his wife's daughter, well, he he also uh, did things to other. Kids. Oh, to kids? Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. or adolescents. Which means he probably got stuff done to him, like a lot of folks. And maybe. so, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know, maybe a seven or something. I don't know the details, but it sounds okay. maybe seven-ish. Uh, Bill Clinton. Well, man, if you believe some of the allegations, like he might be an eight. <laughs> really? I thought he exposed himself to Paula... What's her name? Paula... I thought he had like... I thought he had... Well, yeah, right. Because what's hard to pick out is there's a lot of right-wing propaganda about him. And I'm not even talking about the murder stuff. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. that he would rape. So maybe maybe I'm... Yeah. Uh, maybe we don't know. Kevin Spacey. I mean, you know that. Those yeah, reasons. Kevin Spacey is probably a seven. Okay. Louis C.K.? Uh, probably a five. Uh, do you, Al Franken? He's probably a three. Uh, do you know what Matt Lauer did? No. Charlie Rose? No. Oh, yeah. Charlie Rose, I know a little bit. Charlie Rose sounded a little more systematic, but it didn't sound like uh, rape or anything like that. It was uh, inappropriate touching and inappropriate, like, career type stuff. So probably a six or five. Where'd you put Spacey? I seven, I think I said. That seems high. Well, didn't he? He, like, he... I know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought he did some pretty bad stuff with he more did. than one guy. Like many guys came out. Oh, really? And were like, and because weren't they afraid for their careers and oh. blah blah blah? Oh, I, I, I only know that one. The one guy. That no, came there out. were other guys that came out. Okay, fine. I don't know six. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. It's, I mean, we realize right now that the hate is being typed as we speak. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break so that people can type those hate emails, and when we get back. Uh, we'll read those emails. Right. 
Okay, we're back from the break. Dear Kirk and Berto, I love how you're sitting there laughing your asses off about such a serious topic and rating them as if you were rating beauty pageant contestants, which, by the way, shouldn't because beauty pageants are sexist. Yeah, I mean, I think the overall point is that that you know everyone can agree that all this shit has to stop, and we can also also agree that some of it particularly has to stop. Yeah, <laughs> like for me, I've been bullied, I've been assaulted, and if someone takes a picture of themselves uh, about to punch me in the face or sexually assault me while I'm sleeping. Would I rather have that happen to me as opposed to being brutally raped in a hotel room? Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to choose the former. Yeah, yeah. Do I want the former to happen? No. No. <laughs> uh, both of them have to stop. Yep. But we have to understand that there is there is a, a gradient level. Now, uh, at the same time, I will be... Now I'm going to say something empathetic or sympathetic about uh, the counter-argument. I did have this argument that I got into not too long ago with a female. And the argument was because it was right around this time, so the Harvey Weinstein, all these things. And we were, I forget how we got to this point, but essentially it, the, the, it started from a point of agreement, but it got to a point where we were arguing against each other because uh, – the sense I got, you know, I was talking about how I had been abused by a babysitter, you know, when I was five. Oh, yeah. I heard about and, this conversation. And she was... Right? Didn't I hear about this? Yeah. Thing? And she was saying, sort of minimizing that and saying like, well, not explicit, but the, the impression I got was like, well, that's nothing compared to what I went through, right? And I do remember feeling in that moment like, there's something not right about that sentiment because... When we start ranking these things, well, it gets tricky. But that's a very different message. Like if someone told me that they were a victim of Al Franken's uh, sexual assault, yeah, uh, I would never say, "Well, pff, come on," you know. It, yeah, that's nothing compared to blah. Like, right? Someone can. I know people who have been through, you know, in terms of your scale, yeah, a three. They've been through one event, a three. And it was traumatizing yeah. to them for twenty years. Oh, and absolutely, and and I'm the first to imagine that, like, well, like you were saying, the comparison. Would I have rather have happened to me what happened to me, or been raped by a, a male uh, coach for fifteen years yeah. in the locker room? Yeah, uh, I know which is my answer. Right now, d but does that mean? But th you're right. Is, that is that a mean different you, thing. That's a different thing than lack of empathy and understanding that these are. All the terrible things. And well. it also is a different thing than saying and diminishing someone's reaction to those things. So, sure. so the... Um, right, right. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, it, so, for example, someone can go through a 10 yeah. and not be traumatized. Yeah. They can go through horrible things for five years. Yeah. And they'll it shouldn't have happened and it's yeah. criminal and wrong but they'll emerge from it for whatever reason they'll they'll just they just won't be traumatized that, that's such it. a good point because this is you know you hear this a lot uh in the debates these these days in our in our world you hear things like you had 200 years to pull yourself up by your bootstraps after the whole slavery thing ended what's wrong with you i came out of from nothing i'm fine i'm doing fine or you hear it recently, I was watching someone say, hey, 
I immigrated, you know, my dad came here or whatever, and, and I was able to go through the system legally. What's wrong with you? And it's this like lack of empathy, like just because I could do something or I overcame some challenge, you have to too. There's no reason why you should be so weak. Yeah. Right. And it's like that argument is at the very least, it's completely, completely, uh, lacks in taking into account that, that the reality of the other person's situation is real to them. Right. I think there's there's two false or wrong-headed ways of thinking in society when it comes to the Harvey Weinsteins and the Al yeah. Franken conversation. What there's one wrong-headed way where people will be like it's all the same. Right. You know, it's we you know and I think what they're saying is and like And the punishment should all be the same. Right. I think what they're saying is like um we can't uh, zero tolerance. We we can't yeah, we can't tolerate any of it, which I agree with. But what they're also saying is like um we can't minimize the the it. lesser right. offenses, right. Um, and they're also fighting against the other wrongheaded. There, it's a reaction to the other wrongheaded argument, which is like, "Oh, come on! Oh, you got to get over that. Like what, that's what, nothing. What Al Franken did, not a big deal. Just grab the ass, whatever. Kevin Spacey, you know, it's it's all normal, right. you know. And and uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein. Now that's bad, but you know, Kevin Spacey, let it go. And, you know, and and what. Uh, survivors or you know people who are sane when they hear that they'll be like no 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 all of it has to stop um but the thing is is for me i can hold both i can say there's a gradient and it all has to stop right and um small quote-unquote small incidents can be extremely damaging to people you know so for instance just take myself i've never gone through anything of a five or above in my life. But there are events in my life that I think about all the time that are like a three on the scale that I've invented. I've been through, you know, some twos and threes that were horrific for me. And I suffered and I'm still suffering. And if anyone said to me, like, I don't deserve to suffer or... Uh, let it go. It's like, well, I kind of, I wish I could let it go. <laughs> like, but it got into my brain. You know what I mean? So well, as, as an example, um, and I never even thought about this until I was in therapy and I was talking to my therapist about this one time. So when I was about probably around seven, I was in like, I was in second grade, I think. Um, my uncle committed suicide. Yeah. And, uh, my, my grandma was, of course, life-endingly dis- devastated. Her son. Her son. And so I would, I wasn't there, you know, of course, for the funeral and during that time. And she would latch on to me and hug me so tightly. And just, she was crying so hard and just screaming out in pain. Right? And so I always thought of it like, poor grandma and... You know, I'm glad I was there for her. And then my therapist pointed something out to me, which was like that that might have been traumatizing to me because I was only seven. And here's this adult in an uncontrollable amount of pain, emotional pain and anguish and, and, and hugging me for dear life, right? Yeah. I never even thought of that. So what effects did that have on me? Like I never, you know, I never connected the dots easily, but, but it's interesting. That had nothing to do with abuse. It was a, like there's, she wasn't technically doing anything wrong, right? Like she's just a grand, like a mo- mother in grief, and she's got this grandson that she loves, and she's, and yet that experience can have such a lasting 
effect one way or the other on someone, right? So to just imagine as soon, as soon as you have anything that is like, yeah, like someone, a, an adult figure I idolized one day touched me inappropriately. It only happened once, but if I never trusted anyone again or, yeah. you know, or I ended up going to, into drugs as a result or whatever. Right. So sometimes, particularly as men, we have to start with that. Yeah. And then we can say, and, you know, maybe there's a gradient, <laughs> you know? Yes. But if you just say there's a gradient, it, it can give off this vibe yes. like you're saying lower events should not be worried about. Let me just even put another thing on the gradient in terms of um, the woman who plays Cersei Lannister, yeah. uh, Hetty, I can't remember her full name, but she was, she uh, Harvey Weinstein never touched her or just touched her back as they were going up the elevator. Um, before going into the hotel room where Harvey Weinstein was going to try to do something, she, at the very last minute, she backed out. Mm -hmm. But in the elevator ride up and in the walk down the hallway, and as he was trying to convince her to go into the hotel room, it was traumatizing to her yeah. because he was giving off this vibe of dominance and that he was going right. to hurt her. And so she, uh, you know, and then when she, you know, came out of the hotel, she's crying and, she was upset and traumatized probably by that for a long time, maybe still is. Right. Uh, Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty, right. right. Um, she, uh, on, this, on, the, on the gradient, went through like a two. Yeah. You know, if we're going to put Al Franken as a three, we have, you know, we have to put her, yeah. I mean, in terms of physical markers of sexual assault, right? Um, and it, you know, that might stick with her for the rest of her life. Right. The the what really traumatizes you know if you get into a car accident and um you know well let me be specific um let's say you're driving down the road and all of a sudden there's this freak hailstorm and the roads get suddenly slick and a car uh starts to swerve and hits you yeah um that is a that can be very scary um but in opposed to another instance and I'll just stick with cars, um, your uh, spouse gets really angry at you, gets in the car, and uh, finds you as you're coming out of work and T-bones you and tries to kill you. Right. Okay, they're both car accidents. Yeah. But one involves kind of a freak accident of nature. Right. And another one involves a loved one... Trying to kill you. <laughs> trying to kill you. Yeah. Now... Let's That's say a good it, point. <laughs> let's say in the one where your wife tried to run you over, you get a minor scrape, but in the in the hailstorm, you actually like break both your legs. Right. Well, depending on the circumstances, the scratch on your face is more traumatic and long-lasting and damaging to you than the broken legs because it involves someone that you're you're you you trusted. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, this human being that I I trusted did this to me and um, right. And now I can't trust anybody. Is right. you know, if if a loved one is capable of that, then any loved one is capable of anything horrible to me, and I completely lose my security uh, situation. With the first situation with the hailstorm, all you got to do is like watch the weather reports, and you can or no, never drive. You right. know, but with the with the wife, it's like well. You know what's her what's stopping her from stabbing me in the middle of the night when yeah. I'm trying to sleep? You know. Well, even so, if you have an example, also like imagine, uh, you know, uh, let's say a 15 year old girl is in a party, and some 
16, 17-year-old boy from the school grabs her butt without permission. Okay. So she's upset about it. Okay. Same 15-year-old girl or different, just another 15-year-old girl. Let's just say same one. Is it a family event and a, a beloved uncle grabs her butt in a sexual way? Same grabbing of the butt by a male. But one of them is probably has a lot more significance mentally, you know, maybe, and who knows, but depending, but, but, but the point is it's the same action. <laughs> right, right. So, so you couldn't say, it, 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 it just goes to show you can't just say, oh, they're just grabbing your butt. Right. So, <laughs> so the whole gradient thing, um, to some extent is, is stupid. On some level, it makes sense. It's like, well, yeah. Harvey Weinstein is definitely ha- higher up than the rest of them. Just, and the law has to have that gradient, by the right. way. But at the same time, we also have to say that uh, the damage that some of these things can do is hard to determine based on like this gradient because you can have a, a what would be considered by consensus to be lower on the gradient but actually be more traumatic for that person given the circumstances. Right. You know? Now, some of it too, some of the – at least on the lower end of the, the scale that we made up artificially, uh, I do think – I do attribute it to sort of like – General cluelessness as as humans trying to sexually or romantically interact with other humans, or even relationship wise. And here's what I'm saying: Yeah, absolutely. The, our society gives messages to everyone regarding what is you know appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah, or yeah. you know masculine kinds of things. So, so I I was in a situation many years ago where um, I was at a business that we were doing work with, and there was a receptionist at this business and I struck up a conversation with the receptionist and in my mind, we got along really great. Oh no. So I, I don't remember how, but we, we said, I think I said uh, I was going to go down to, to take a walk nearby or something like that. And so, so was this someone that kind of worked under you in a sense? Not, not, it was a different company, but it was a company we were working with. Like contracting. Yeah. And, they, and this person was a receptionist at that company. Oh, no. And so Birdo. We, right. And so we, we, we hit it off. Well, I thought we hit it off. Right. <laughs> right and we went for a walk and I got her number. Okay. I, I started texting her because I was trying to find out. We had talked about going to a show, I think it was, like a, a rock show or something. So I, I texted her, and uh, she she said she, she couldn't – she had some excuse, like she was going to Vegas or something like this. Okay. That's what I knew. That was my perspective on this. Did it ever occur to you that she might feel intimidated? No, not at all. My perspective was, oh, we hit it off. Uh, we went for a walk nearby and I got her number and she, I think she's into me a little bit. That's what I thought. I got a call from... HR. Uh, no, because again, it's not my company, right? I got a, a call from the business rep from that company. Oh, God. And saying, hey, and it's a female. It's like, hey, um, I have a question for you. This is really awkward, but it sounds like you were texting such and such. And I'm like, uh, Yeah. Okay, because, like, and I don't remember the detail, but it was something like... Did your really, heart just plummet? Yeah, right, because she really was feeling pressured or something like this. Oh, or something my like. God. And, and by the way, like, there was no touching, right? There was no touching involved. No, no. It was all just text, and it was text that I thought 
were not only fully consensual, but it was nothing even like... Right, right, exactly, right? exactly. And yet all of a sudden I realized, oh... And so I, I like I was like fully apologetic. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm so sorry. I completely misjudged right. the so, situation, right. and I explained everything that was going on in my head. And luckily, in this case, this person had been through abusive situations at work. So I, I and was generally empathetic. So I think she realized that in this case, this was a case that could be resolved this way, and it never went further than that. Okay, but but it changed my perspective about everything. Oh, good. You know, this this is a long time ago, but still, I was already a full adult, you know, in the working space, right? And in my mind, there was absolutely... And so what I'm trying to get at is, A, okay, well, now I'm less clueless. But, but B, what I was being clueless about was actually just simply, I thought she liked me. Right, because, one, as a male, you've never probably been in her shoes That's before. Right. Um, two... We don't do anything to educate men right. on this issue. Um, I was pretty old before I figured this out, actually. Um, you know, I'm a man and had a man view of the world. Right. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. It was um, uh, Rebecca, um, Rebecca Watson. Oh, okay. She was talking on a podcast about how she went to this convention and she's a she's a famous person yeah. in a, in certain circles and so in Vegas and so she gets in, it's late at night you know it's midnight she's going to go up to her room and she gets into the elevator have i told you this story before I, probably I, have i've talked know. about it on the podcast okay. before anyway um she gets in the elevator and this uh another guy gets in the elevator with her no big deal it's just two people in an elevator going up to her room. Uh-huh. And about halfway up, the guy turns to her, and he's big, and she's little. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're a Rebecca Watson, right? And she's like, yep. And he says, um, man, I love you know your stuff. It's so great. And she's like, oh, thanks. And then he's like, so do you want to come back to my room? Uh, uh. We're, we're, having a, we're having a party. There's going to be a, oh, okay. a bunch of people there. Okay. Um, just want to know if you want to hang out. And she's like, nope, just going to my room. And then, you know, she gets out of the elevator, goes to her room, and then she blogged about it or talked about it on a podcast and oh, talked yeah. about she, – she said something to the effect of, men out there, don't do this because uh, it's, it's terrifying uh, to, to be stuck in a box with a large man as I'm heading up to my room – and you are asking me to go to your hotel room. Like, that is extremely bad form. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah. When I first, and I was a, it, it was a huge uh, conflict. Debate. I can imagine, yeah. In, in the scientist right. skeptical world, which is the world she's oh, in. Oh, I remember this. Oh, I totally remember this. Yes. A lot of uh, YouTube, yes. I, 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 uh, in fact, there's this guy, Thunderfoot, that I remember made a video about it. I totally remember this now. Right. Absolutely. Uh, even, I, I, it's so funny. As you were telling this story, I'm like, I've heard this before. <laughs> uh, Richard Dawkins yeah, yeah. spoke out against Rebecca Watson. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, I now know exactly what this was, yes. So um, Richard Dawkins, fam- and, famous for his uh, lectures on evolution yeah. and um, speaking out against intelligent design and 
what's his famous book that Richard Dawkins used? The, uh, the um, uh, well, anyway, famous guy uh, and respected. And uh, one of Rebecca Watson's heroes who's like talking shit about, about him or her. So when I first heard the story, I... The selfish gene. Okay. And he, Richard Dawkins invented the word meme. Yep. Um, so when I, uh, or at least popularized it, I don't know. No, no, it, it was his, co- he coined the term. Okay. So when I uh, heard this story from Rebecca Watson, I felt the same way as Richard Dawkins. And said. I did too. I was like, um, what? Like, he was just being nice. Yep. And he didn't pressure you. When you said no, he was like, cool. And that was that. Like, you yeah, know. I mean, I guess what was going through my head was, yeah, I can see your point. But at the same time, my question was, how are guys supposed to hit on girls? Right. So, right. So it's like, it, it felt like, wait a second. And I remember, but I'm a man. And I've never been in, in a woman's shoes in a situation like that. Once she started explaining it, it took me a while for my brain to kind of get what she was saying. Um, and then I understood it. Uh, in the same way that when you were accused or yeah. you know given the message of like, look, sh- this girl this whole time has not been interested in you. Yeah. And uh, she feels really uncomfortable. Right. Uh, you instantly decided, oh, She's not crazy. Um, I didn't do it on purpose. Right. So I'm not interpreting the world well yeah. enough to understand. I'm misinterpreting something. Right. Yes. I need I need to now figure this <laughs> right. out. Well, that's what I did with Rebecca Watson. Eventually, I was like, okay, I got to figure this out because I really respect her. Right. Um, I've met her actually before. Um, and I once she started explaining it to me, I was like, it clicked in my head. And for those who don't get it already, because many of you probably do, Women are victims of assault way more often in situations like this than men are. Um, And that knowledge is out there, one. Two, rape is much more prevalent from men to women. Three, um, when you're going up to your room and you're alone and a large man is in your, you know, in this elevator with you, um, you're not it's unfair to accuse you of being a rapist but it's understandable that a woman would have a little bit of fear in yep. a, in that situation she's she's not rebecca watson wasn't like that guy's a rapist she's just like there's a chance he's a rapist and right. if and if he's and there's a much and, and to the man he doesn't have that context either because statistically it's not likely or the propaganda hasn't gotten to his head or the, the scaremongering on news where the man gets into the elevator. He is not afraid of tiny Rebecca Watson. Right? Yeah. Not, not only that, but like percentage wise, it's a very small percentage of men that randomly rape women. <laughs> right? right. So a man wouldn't, automatically assume like, oh, I might rape this woman right now. You right, know? <laughs> right. And, and Rebecca Watson knows that. She, she, when yeah. she looks at the man, she's not like, eh, 50% chance yeah. this guy's going to rape me. She's looking at him like, eh, there's a 1% chance, but yeah. what if? And, right? and so I'm totally fine with this argument as long as, and this is where it gets tricky, we're also okay with, say, um, an, an elderly white 
man or even not so elderly being uncomfortable in an elevator when uh, a large person of color walks in. Or if a person is walking through the airport and they see you know, someone with a long beard and a turban, if they feel a little uncomfortable. Well, okay. So there's nothing wrong with a feeling. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm, and like, I'm not, cause I, I'm not even equivalent, like statistically or anything. I'm not saying they're all the same, whatever. I'm just saying, I, I feel, you always talk about empathy. And I feel like we sometimes want our cake and eat it too. And we don't understand why someone of a different, background or whatever would feel fear or feel something or other about other people. Yeah. And I'm saying just like it makes sense that a woman who's aware of how she is smaller and how things happen and all these things would find that statement intimidating, right? And even just the presence of her alone in the elevator intimidating. I think that's why we have to sometimes understand why some people would fear immigration and some people would fear some big black person attacking them. It's not right. In this case, he was probably not a rapist, right? Right. But the fear is not like you you can't accuse the person of being mean or whatever. And then she well, was also making a different point, which was which was don't ask me to come to your room. Right. 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 Like that's uh, that makes it, it creepier. Yeah. In that scenario, you, <laughs> right. It's like you're introducing a thing that um, is forward and sort of suggests like you, you went from a 0.5% chance you're a rapist to like a 3% chance you're a rapist. Right. Like it's, and it's not that it's extreme, but imagine I walk into an elevator and there's a nice little group of older ladies and I say, do you know what a Colombian necktie is? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Now, <laughs> the other thing I, I want to comment on, uh, and I've never really thought about it before, but um, yeah, because my basic premise is like, even if it is not likely to be um, accurate uh, feeling in terms of the fear, um, we have to respect it as men and understand it and take it into account and have empathy for it. Um, and so the so the example would be if we rewound the tape, we would say, "Dude, um, don't say anything to her. <laughs> like, just be in a you know you're in a blocked box with her. Don't freak her out. Just just let leave her be. And don't and by all means, don't ask her to go back in your hotel room. Or at the very least, just be like, "Hey, I love your stuff. Um, uh, have a great day <laughs> or something. You know, right. like, but don't like start." heading in a direction of It's of like that. if if a black person gets pulled over by a cop in an inner city and the cop says please get out of your car or lay down on the ground that that black person I would not blame them if they thought they were in real danger right right so uh, uh, <laughs> right so but you brought up a thing it's like okay say a white person has fear of a black person just cuz they're black right um that's a to me. It's the same in terms of its mechanics. The prejudice is is a prejudice, but it's based right. on some percentage of something. But, right, <laughs> but it's problematic because black people are the people who don't have power, and because of the power differential, the the powers that be have labeled them as criminals. You know what I mean? Where whereas the female male thing, right. it's the male people who have had the power. So right. it's it's a bit different. Um, now. There is a there is another nuance to this. Sorry, although you're absolutely right. The problem is that the in both cases the a statistic is applied to the individual. 
And in the, in the mind of the, the white person in this hypothetical scenario, they have heard there's a lot of crime in inner cities, or they might live near to an inner city. They might have experienced crime, for, you know, and inner cities, there's a lot of minorities in inner cities. And so then, and then you're not going to stop to analyze why have these victims, why are these minorities victims for decades and decades and centuries? And therefore this is, no, in that moment, they're just going, this could be a criminal and I might be in danger. But if that person then says something like, hey, what kind of wallet do you have? Now my now my alarms are really going off, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the case of the woman, she might be already going, uh-oh, I'm in an elevator with a tall man. Well, the tall man's done nothing. Tall men don't do things, right? But then the tall man says, do you want to come back to my room? Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, another situation that relates to this is... When I was younger, I used to work with, before I was a therapist, I would work with teenagers uh, I would and kids. I would take them out to the community. We'd go to the library and the pool and stuff. And I visibly looked like I was young. You yeah. know, I dressed like a young person. And, and I would get the strangest looks from people, you know, because <laughs> it was, I'm Asian. I don't, right. I don't look related to this kid. And people would just... You know, women particularly would just stare at me because they think like, "Is this guy some kind of creep?" You know. Right. The other thing is, is I would bring the kids to places where kids played. Is this where you had long hair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that would have been. Yep. Because you look so rebellious. <laughs> yeah, I had really long, right? Dark, like you like, look like Brandon Lee, kind of crazy black hair. Yeah. You know? And so um, people would stare at me and. The first little bit of time, I was like, well, whatever. But over, over time, it, I got real sick of it. Right. And I was like, so just because I'm a, I'm a 20-something male, there's this assumption that I'm a, I'm a rapist. Yeah. And I'm like, that's totally unfair. Right. Like, I should be able, like, if I was a woman, there'd be no question. Yeah. Or if now, I was older, like an older woman, right. there'd be no question. But somehow, because I'm a man, I'm automatically racist. That doesn't feel good to me. Now, the flip side of this is I'm actually so aware of this nowadays, uh, kind of this sort of aspect of it, that when I'm walking like late at night or walking and there's a woman by herself either coming my way or nearby, I actually go out of my way to appear very non-threatening. Right. Like I look down. I, I Good for you. Because I, I, I'm actually... I can now empathize more with that perspective right. of like I know I'm not I'm not going to do anything wrong but I can imagine that that fear of like uh oh I'm I'm alone right it, it's you know? similar to if let's say you deal in swords yeah. and you frequently have to carry lots of or pole arms like spears yeah. like you have to walk from your workshop to your to your other workshop through the city and you have to carry a bunch of spears yep well you know you're not going to spear anybody with your <laughs> spears you know that you're fine or better yet you deal in um replica guns let's just put it that oh, way. oh right right they're not they're really not harmful yeah right. they're they're replica they're fake guns for right. movie sets and you have to walk down the street with like AK-47s right. and AR-15s. And for whatever reason, you don't put them in a box because you're an asshole. And then you're walking by with them and people are looking and you're like, what? What? I don't have a right to walk down the street? Yeah. They're <laughs> fake. You know, like, you know. You should know they're fake. You know they're fake. And you know you're not going to do anything because you couldn't even if they were. Right. But 
it's all about empathy. So when you see this woman walking down the street, you're just like, I know I'm not going to hurt her, right. but I, I, and I've never been in her shoes where I have to walk around basically wondering, is this the guy? Cause that's, that's the thing that, uh, Rebecca Watson taught me was like, women walk around basically in a constant state of like, is this when it happens? Is this when it happens again? Yeah. Is this, is this the scenario where I get raped yeah. again? Is this, the, is this that story that I heard other women talk about? Is this when it happens to me? Right, right, right. Or, you know, cause, cause it's so prevalent that yep. it happens to women, you know? And so that's what they're walking around in. You and I, you know, whether it's rational or not, it probably is rational. You and I don't walk around going, is that woman going to rape me? Uh, I, the, the only, the closest I can, I can actually relate to is, first of all, uh, walking by myself in, in Bogota in the streets when I was young, and actually definitely now, but it's definitely also when I was young. Uh, that was in my mind, right? Because you're always like, oh, wait, is this where I get held up? And that was a thing. Right. And it's, it's because it was so common. <laughs> so essentially, uh, you know, like I, my friend got held up at knife point, his bike was stolen. You know, my dad was held up at gunpoint and his wallet was stolen. Like these things happen, right? So and wait, so, I'm going to Columbia with you. Well, this was in the, a long, long ago, right? right? And if you go south, south in Bogota, okay. you're dumb. <laughs> so if you're in like the, the normal northern parts so of the, the city. So the hotel I'm staying in is like... It's a nice area. It's like a half yeah. mile from, but from it's, where you're staying, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, like you're, you've been to Greece and Italy, right? You've been to Italy? Yeah, not Italy, but Greece, yeah. You don't just like, here, hold my expensive camera. Like, right. you got to have your wits about you. Yeah, absolutely. When I was in, when I was in Athens, there's this one kind of bizarre like, yeah. like market area. And as soon as I wa- – and I'd heard about all these horror stories about pickpocketing and everything. Right. And, and I, you know, I kept my eyes and wits about me. And, and I was in some pretty – like shady parts of Athens right. actually. But the, but it wasn't it I wasn't bothered by it at all until I walked in this one market area. Uh it's like at the center of Athens kind of a thing. And it was the middle of the day, but as soon as I walked into it I was like, "Oh, something does not feel right here." Like there was just something about the vibe. Yeah. Like I just felt like if I was a pickpocket, like this is this where because there were so many, it was like yeah. Grand Central Station. There were so many people and crowds and and vendors and right. random people walking up to you and selling you things and and right away. And I I always have a man purse, you know, so <laughs> so it's like it's not even in my pockets. You yeah. know, it's like all you'd have to do is just like grab my man purse. Oh, you, you, and and I saw these three guys. Uh, kind of eye me, you know okay. what I mean? And I and I, and I instantly, I I, I kind of did this show, like I grabbed my bag and I was like, I got my bag, like double-handed motherfucker, like try to take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I just thought of another thing that I can relate to in this in this vein, which is sad to say, but... Um, Having said that, Athens was beautiful. Beautiful city. Everyone was really nice. Uh, it was at the time when all the news stories going to America was that it was burning down right. and like the financial crisis. And that and was I, not your experience. And I just have to say like it yeah. was not like that at all. So, so I can relate to another aspect, which uh, is sad to say, but it, I, I, it is true. Uh, when I walk into a place that has a lot of certain kind of white people, <laughs> I do get a little nervous. 
And what I mean by that is, like the hoods are going to come out. Um, yeah, like if if it looks like they are uh, very macho, pro pro America. Well, what are you worried about exactly? Like getting into an argument or something? That they'll that that they'll be aggressive towards me. Like like physical. Yeah, uh, verbal influence. But it's never happened. Yeah. But I am afraid of it. And I mean, it's not something I fear daily. It's just like I remember having walked into certain bars or certain things where I'm like, mentally, I'm like, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I've been there too, for sure. Now, I, and this is here in this area. Uh, gr- granted, it's worse. I've noticed it's worse. My feeling of it is worse as I go further east. Uh, like if I if I travel east in the mountains or you know whatever, and I, I go further east because it gets more rural, it gets more oh like eastern little, Washington, yeah that kind of thing. But I cannot even imagine if I were like in the southern states and I was in a like I would probably get really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that is real, you know. That's a right. But the the other thing you brought up earlier, which I'd never and I don't have a well thought out thought about this, but. So we're so we're saying that even though you and I are not rapists, if we see a woman and it's a context where she might be worried we're going to yeah. rape her, we go out of our way to say, "I these are not real guns." <laughs> yeah, right. we we like st- try to we don't ask them questions. We steer clear of them. Yes. We give you know like I eat soy. <laughs> there are certain times when like I'll, I'll be walking behind a woman for whatever reason. We randomly start walking down the the sidewalk together and if i walk my normal pace i'm like right behind a woman you know oh and so what i'll do is i'll just slow down right. or actually i'll walk oh, it, I'll, I'll speed up and walk in front of them you know okay. and then and then they have the upper hand because they're behind I, me. I meant it a little different i meant that uh i pull out my penis and show them that it's not erect God. <laughs> just to calm them down so so the your other question was you know say um there is a uh a you know an old a white woman right and she grew up in a time when you know black people were black people and white people were white people or whatever and she's you know been fed the propaganda that black people are you know more likely to be criminals or something and is the black man supposed to be extra nice to her to account for her racism that he's a criminal no but he shouldn't say things like that's a very nice purse you've got there. But what if it was like something uh, that he had to do, you know, like... Because, um, you know, the guy didn't have to invite her to the room. Right, right, right. right. So, and, and, okay, and there's more to this, because the, the counter-argument for this was, and I was on that boat, was he was being nice. Yeah. So it's harder to say, like, hey, that's a nice purse you've got there. He could be being nice, right? Yeah. But the context is, look, she's an older lady. You're a big buff dude in an elevator saying that you like her purse. I mean, that's – how do you think that could be interpreted? Yeah. So she's a, a smaller female. You're a big dude. You're saying, come to my room. How do you think that could be interpreted? Maybe what it is is even if it comes from a bad place like racism – in individual moments, we should all try to be nice to each other if it doesn't take much effort. But we should also overall try to change our society so that women, old women aren't taught that all black people are criminals. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and actually, because totally. And even if you don't go with any racial uh, 
preconceived notions. Because isn't my assumption that I, if I walk into a place with certain types of white people, blah, 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 isn't that some racial bias? Yeah. Right? But it is based on things that have happened, right? right? So, well, the, the more accurate question is the question we were applying to yeah. us is, what's the chance that those 10 white right. guys are going to kill you or right. do anything to you? Right. The chance is very slim. But if I walk in and they say, and this is why I think it's so different. If I walk in and they say, oh, where are you from? Or something like that. They might mean it nicely, but it will probably put me on high alert. Yeah. So the, the, the case is, the guy has no, what is he supposed to exit the elevator just because she walked in? No, that's unfair, right? So he's in the elevator. She's in the elevator. Fine. He could say hello, right? Now that might still have triggered her, in which case now it's starting to get harder to defend. But the guy said, hey, why don't you come to my room? Yeah. And I'm just saying, and I, again, I didn't agree with this before, but now I'm agreeing. I'm saying, hey, let's be a little more self-aware. <laughs> well, no, uh, that's not how I would phrase it because I don't think that's fair to the guy. I think what it should be is, hey, let's all do our part to try to understand other groups of people and their experience and what freaks them out. Because my guess is, is that guy, if he if he knew, regardless of the reason, that asking her to go to his her, her you know his room or whatever would have scared her, he wouldn't have asked her. I guess that's what I meant by self awareness. But but that's that's self awareness. Is actually counter because his, if he was self-aware, he's right, like, well, he's like, well, whatever. I'm okay. Context awareness. Context awareness, sure. absolutely. Sure. And that but I, people, use, yeah, fine. It's a semantic point. I just people usually say like, dude, you got to be a little more self-aware of the well, maybe, context. Well, <laughs> well. But fine, whatever. I mean, context aware. Because honestly, the self-awareness, he could have been extremely self-aware. Sure. Like, well, I context I, aware. I'm okay. I, I know. Or I'm context not, empathy or something. Like yes, that, context sure. empathy, which actually requires everyone to listen and talk more about this. Um, you know, the fact that I, late in my life, hadn't really understood this, I think is a product of, I wasn't given enough opportunities to yeah. understand it. You know, there there weren't enough people explaining it to me or something. Because I don't remember, I mean, of course, it might have happened, where someone had a, had really explain that to yep. me, what it was like to be a woman in a context like that. And once Rebecca Watson did that, and it only took probably like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I mean, this light bulb just went off, and suddenly, like, many contexts made sense to, sense to me, you know, like catcalling, and you're the only girl at a party, for example, and there's a lot of drinking going on. You know, it's like, well, me and all my friends, none of us are going to rape you. Like, why are you worried? But, right. but, I get it now. It's like, you know, it, it, I can see it from that group of people and, and uh, where they are in the context. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. And, and you know, take the, uh, a Muslim person wearing, you know, a turban or a whatever, like, clothing it is. I'm obviously very insensitive. But they walk into an elevator with a, you know, a middle, middle of the country white older person and uh they the both they're both in the elevator at the end of this ride the white person says oh my god i was scared for my life okay i'm like okay you gotta calm down that's irrational right on right. the other be hand well because not because it is irrational but because there is plenty of data in our society that can tell you that you should not be worried well but there's also about men you know, like the percentage of men that rape is small. 
So percentage no. of Muslims that are terrorists is small, <laughs> right? So you shouldn't be afraid of that person in either case. Uh, but the difference... No, I, I disagree. Um, the amount, the percentage of Muslims who are terrorists in, in that scenario is almost zero. The percentage of men who are sexual assault, assaultive uh, potentially is far from zero. You know, yeah, but I could change the, I could change the setting slightly to be like she's traveling in Dubai or she's you know she's in a place of the world where actually the percentage isn't zero and mm. it's still it's still an individual. Yeah. It's still an individual. But if that individual, as they're in the elevator, says, "What you know, like uh, these might be our last moments." <laughs> Or something, you know, I don't know, right? But like, there must be an equivalent thing. That, and he could mean it really nicely. Like, you never know in life. You know, these could be our last moments. But no, that alar- alarms are going to go off in that person's head. Yeah, I, th- I think what it comes down to, there's a lot of squishy and there's no clear line and, the, yeah. and, and there's no clear prescription of behavior. Other than to say, uh, which I, I feel pretty good about, which is we all need to uh, do our part to try to understand different groups of people in their context. And and even if it's irrational for them to have that fear, we can't stop that in that moment. And I think we're still responsible on some level to do what we can. You know, if, if there's no way around it, um, like, um, I don't know, it's your job to get into an elevator and wear a turban and say, this might be our last moments. Yeah. Like, you're going to get fired from your job or whatever. <laughs> like, 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 there's certain things you have to do, I guess. But, but we have to, um, you know, be aware of what, what other people are afraid of and not use our self-awareness as a guide for what might actually be scary to someone else based on our behavior. The second thing is, is, um, we have to do what we can to account for that. We have to try to have empathy and try to care. The third thing is, is we have to really try to help everyone understand what stereotype and bias is and what's rational to think and what's irrational to think. And, and what I will not say is that at the end of that process, we would conclude that that man in the elevator is not a risk. You know, I think that sexual assault is so prevalent you know, like comparing it to a Muslim doing, you know, a, a you know suicide bomb is like not a good analogy. Yeah, but inner city violence is very common, and I still don't think it's right to be biased towards a person in the inner city just because you're next to them. Right? Like j- proximity to someone in an area or whatever. Like the point is, the percentage should not guide your. Um, I mean, unless it was like ninety nine percent, like you know, an individual is an individual. Not the group. Yeah. And also, the other thing is, is um, Rebecca Watson never said something like, this guy needs to be locked up. Right. Or right. I, I hate him. Yeah, it was just... She, wait, she was right. actually... What she did was, she just gave... It all started when, on a podcast, she's like, guys out there, just don't do that. Right. They, like, she wasn't super angry. She right. was just like, guys out there, just, you know, don't ask me to come to your room, because it... That's not cool. And actually, I the reason I now appreciate that, I, I, again, I didn't agree with that time. Now I appreciate it is because one of my points is it is hard to be a male in this perspe- perspective. Males are expected to be the ones that ask. Oh, wah. No, fine, right? But it is – the expectation is if you want a girlfriend, if you want yeah. to have sex, yeah. 
You gotta make the moves, dude. It's the male's job. It's blah blah blah. And that's and that right. The, and you know we can debate. You know, and I'm not saying that it is right or wrong. I'm saying that's the perception. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and so then, and that's often what is required because right. women are and, socialized. And to, guess and guess what? To not do stuff right. Like that. And just like there are percentages, but there's more more men than not. Are not great looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt because he's a minority. <laughs> Wait, I just want to hear that sentence again. More, More men, men than, than not are not, are not great, great looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens is there are a lot of men out there that are like trying to make something happen, and yeah. a lot of them make wrong mistakes. Yeah, and this I, and, guy might have made a wrong mistake. Right, and you know when I hear men's rights activists talk in this, you're not talking in this yeah. way. But they'll use that as like, you know, this, they'll just throw their hands up like, what are we supposed to do? And and if anyone out there is thinking that, let me tell you what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to try to understand how your behavior affects other people. And that's why I'm saying that I appreciate her saying that because she's actually giving us feedback. Yeah. She's saying, hey, now I would like to hear some of the things she would like us to do. Right. But, but okay, so we shouldn't approach you in an elevator late at night yeah. and ask you to come to our room. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fine. Okay. I didn't know that, but okay. <laughs> right. Um, you know, a lot of other contexts, like you're down in the casino, for example, right. and you walk up to her and you, you say, hey, are you Rebecca Watson? And, you know, she's like, yep. And you're just like, hey, I really love your stuff. And she's like, great. And, then you say, um, hey, would you – I don't know. We're, I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends over here at this bar. Would you like to hang out with us? Right. Um, you know, I, I would imagine that would be – that she would not be scared of that. That's the thing. Like when I almost said the wrong statement, I almost said that would be fine. Right. Right? That would be okay. And that implies there's like rules. Right. There's no, there's no rule other than don't be a dick. Right. And try to figure out how it uh, how you are interpreted as a dick, you know. So the the right. key is is understanding what scares other people and what makes other people feel uncomfortable, because no one wants to make someone else feel uncomfortable. But when we frame it as rules and offense and appropriate, that's when a lot of men freak out because they're just like, so I don't understand the rules. But if you yeah. just tell them a simple rule of um, don't scare the girls. <laughs> they're like, okay, I, I don't mind that rule. No, that, and, and then you say, yeah. and there might be some situations that you wouldn't intuit would scare them. Well, can I? What I would like to say is something like: there are extremes that we could agree on, agree on fairly easily, fairly easily. For the rest of it, and I'll just quote you: I would like both sides to have more empathy with each other. Yeah, absolutely. that way. Hey, if someone said something. But they probably didn't mean it. Like, just educate them. Yeah. And let's move on. Absolutely. It's not like, that's the end of our relationship. You're done. You <laughs> right. said the wrong. Okay. And, and Rebecca Watson was like that. Right, when, right. when she first came out, she right. just said, don't do that. She Which is, to- I'm saying, that's why I'm saying I appreciate it. Yeah. Because uh, part of the problem, like, look, we grew up with movies. And I'm not even talking about the ancient movies. Swingers. Did you watch Swingers? Yeah. I love Swingers. Yeah. Guess what? In the, in the casino, the nice guys trying to be like... Don't say that to those to those waitresses. They don't want to hang out with us or whatever. And Vince Vaughn's like, hey, why don't you bring some sweeties later tonight and we'll hang out? And guess who wins that exchange? 
the bad guy. Not the bad guy, but like the badass guy, right? He's like straightforward. He's like, bring your sweeties. He's just in command. He's like, come to our room. He literally says, come in. And so... But he doesn't say that way. Well, fine, right? But I'm saying like we we get this notion of like, okay, the lesson here is the nice guy doesn't have a clue, does definitely not get laid. The guy who's like straightforward, like right. come with us, bring a honey. He's like, bring the honeys, bring the babies, beautiful babies, the honeys. That's what we grew up with. And that's not even an extreme because he didn't technically like, you know, do anything abusive, but he was very direct and stuff like right. that. Yeah. So guys are like, oh, okay, I should go up to women and be like, come with me. I'm going to kiss you in the lips. <laughs> well, that's not what Vince Vaughn did, but nine times out of 10 uh, or more, you ask a waitress in a Vegas casino to hang out with you know you later after you get off of your shift it's not going to be received right. well and what about all those scenes in the movie where the guy is ambivalent about there's no relationship yet but he walks back in grabs her right. and kisses her right in the lips oh god yeah right so, right so we isn't that the way we should do it right so we've you know movies are made to appease in in some a lot of instances to at least some group of the audience's fantasy and james bond you know right. enacted these fantasies of uh power and elegance and style and uh rapey mcraperson kind of mm-hmm. stuff you know and so um uh yeah absolutely those messages are awful um you know we've had this conversation before but i guess it bears repeating that um yeah we live in a complex world um and there are men's rights activists, you know, MGTO, TOW people who are uh, confused and they're hurt and they've been rejected and they're angry and they feel neglected. And all that is fine. Um, the answer is not to adopt the internet point of view that uh, you're doomed and that women are out to get you. The answer is like, you know, maybe just ask around a little bit more. <laughs> um, also, uh, there are a lot of men out there who are um, either awkward or just don't have a good game, so to speak. Um, game in the sense of like they're not comfortable enough yep. to kind of be fluid and uh, when they talk to women for the first time. And, and they're lonely and they're hurting and they don't know what to do. And um, there are toxic answers to that and there are um, – helpful answers to that. The helpful answer is there is an answer to the question and a lot of people suffer when they date. Like right. the, the the most charismatic person on the planet has trouble dating in today's world, yeah. you know, probably always, you know. Uh, it's hard to find the right one. It's hard to find right. one that you like, that likes you, that has the same circumstances and, you know, and it takes time and there are a lot of, there's a lot of confusing, but Confusion, but you have to have an open heart and believe in human beings, you know, like, and also the flip side that you're saying is if you are put upon and someone is making kind of what seems to be an obvious mistake, try to give them the benefit of the doubt and think and say to yourself, well, they probably didn't mean to do that. And they're probably just unaware. How, what can I say to them that would help them understand? You know, the example that, that I always think about was, when the internet was first invented and forums first started popping up, um, there was this Dungeons and Dragons forum that I went on and people were talking about halflings, which are like hobbits. Right. And I, and we were in this forum and I was, 
I, I, I was getting nervous. I wanted to comment. You know, I wanted to say something. And so I commented. I joined in into the conversation, and I used the word midget. Uh, and this is like 20 years or, uh, you know, 15 years ago. And people attacked me for using the word midget. At oh, the time, wow. I did not know that was an offensive right, term. Right, right, right. <laughs> I had never heard uh, that. Like, I'd missed that memo completely. Right. And I – that was – 15, 20 years ago, I, I'm, and I'm traumatized by it. And to this day, like when, like I barely communicate in those ways online, you know, <laughs> on Reddit and stuff because, because yeah. I was traumatized yeah. by that because I, I don't trust myself. It's like, what if I make another mistake like right. that? And what the people were assholes to me, what they should right. have said, I mean, they should have read my, because it wasn't like I was like fucking midgets. You know, right. what I said was, well, it's sort of like with midgets, you know, I was just using it in right, context. Right, right, it was right. clear I just didn't know that that was right. an offensive term. And what someone should have said was, so I know you didn't mean it yeah, this way. I'm pretty sure this this offensive term, yeah. and you, you might have missed the memo, yeah. um, you know, no big deal, but maybe yeah. don't use that word anymore. But that's not what they said. Um, because people want to, they have a projective identification, they want to displace, they want, yeah. to, they want to take all their all their hurt and anger from previous situations out on you. Yeah. And so we all just have to be careful about stuff like that because it, it doesn't always necessarily further, you know, when the person commit, like I could have in that instant been like, fuck you people. I'm always going to use the word midget, you assholes. Yeah. I Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> I didn't do that, but you know, I could have. Yeah. Um, and uh, whereas if you, if they were nicer to me, I would have been less at risk of doing that. You know? Right. Anyway. So what's the last word on this, Bruno? It's complicated, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the more I think about it, it really does come down to putting yourself in other people's shoes and both at the same time, dialing it down. Like, you don't have to go to 11, you know, just because you feel the person offended you or something. At the same time, be aware of the context, you know, be aware of how the other person might feel about something. And if you can do something to make them feel more comfortable, and when it comes to specifically to guys saying things, I, uh, I do think um, there, is, there, there are some things that us guys can do to not appear extra creepy. One of them is if you're in an elevator late at night with a woman you don't know and she's much smaller than you and you say, hey, come to my room, that's probably not the best answer. Or you're walking. <laughs> what are some other situations? Like you're walking down. A, oh yeah, so a, a dark alleyway, and there's a woman that's coming and just you're her. making like eye contact the whole way with her. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, what do you? Is that the moment? Like you know, flip it around. Is this the moment I meet the one? Like, well, I don't know. It's like you're both tired. It's late at night. You're in a dark part of the street. And well, okay. So let's <laughs> so let's walk ourselves through that. Yeah. So if I. Knowing what I know, if if I was in that mode, like, ooh, a, a cute woman, right. uh, you know, what if I want to, what if she's the one? She, she seems like, you know, maybe I saw her earlier, right. and I, you know, this is the moment where I want to talk to her, but we're in a dark alley, yeah. and I'm like, okay, mental calculation. Uh, she is probably going to be afraid. She might not be, yeah. but she probably will be afraid if I open my mouth or even kind of draw my attention hey. to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably going to be scary, and she right. might even comply because she doesn't know what to do because she's yep. worried I'm going to hurt her, right. you know. Um, but what if she is the one? 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, just <laughs> so here's the here. Let's brainstorm <laughs> answers because what you know the MGTO people will say is like, "Well, you're just fucked, man. You know, just write you're it off. Wrong like, if you're wrong. You're wrong if you're, you're wrong. You're screwed either way. So you know. But, but like the right answer is to ask her. Are you the one? Like point at her and loudly say, "Are you the one?" <laughs> <laughs> so let's walk ourselves through it. You know, maybe one thing to do would be to. Um, like let her pass, and then you then <laughs> Wait a like like a while down. Uh, maybe you follow s- her. No. <laughs> no. See, you're screwed if you do. You're screwed if you don't. <laughs> um, no, I just think you don't have a good answer there, man. Like, uh, well, uh, there, now let's think. Let's think. Like, like maybe. Um, like I'm. I don't. I'm just gonna say this out loud because I don't. It sounds like it might be stupid, but I'm just gonna brainstorm. So. She passes by, and you pass by. You don't do anything. And then you get, like, say, 50, 70 yards from her. And, and, and you just say, hey, I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to freak you out, but... Um, You're really cute. <laughs> but I wanted to only do this from 70 yards so you wouldn't worry I was some creep. In the- and it's been a long time since I've talked to a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Can I call you an Uber? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess the answer is you just don't that do one, it. You, that's the one that got away, man. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> because, you, you, you missed your opportunity at the party earlier. Yeah, if it's it's different if it look, first of all. <laughs> it, right. Right. If you had had a conversation and then you're like, Well, hey, do, do you want me to call your car? Are you okay? Like that might be but if you don't really know her and it's late and stark and it seems like a power imbalance, based on all these conversations, I'm like if anything, if you want to do your part in this world, maybe as she passes, look around, make sure there's no one else around that could have negative intentions towards her. Yeah. Other than that, the ship sailed, like ships in the night, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and maybe you'll run into her tomorrow, and she, you know what she'll say? Hey, I really you. appreciate that you didn't. Or she'll say, you doofus, I was trying to make eye contact with you. <laughs> Why so, do you men never read the signals? <laughs> so going back to your situation at, at work, yeah. where you... Uh, let's start from the very beginning. Yep. Like there, there's some interaction where you had to interact with yep. the receptionist, right? Yep. Um, w- let's say you wanted to see yep. if she was interested. Is there is that situation same? Are you supposed to say, look, there, I am my organization contracts their organization. Yep. I'm in a. She's already in a power yeah. imbalance there's no option here no I, I i no i gotta wait yes in that case you just gotta wait till you don't have the power imbalance and then if you want to try try the one thing that you can't protect from by the way is so if i if it was let's say it wasn't a work situation let's say i just uh i went in to use the bathroom at that place or whatever and i just see this receptionist we have no relationship whatsoever professionally at all and I go and I talk to her and for whatever reason, well, because she's a receptionist or a nice person, she's nice to me. And I interpret that as like, oh, I think she's into me. I ask for her number and she's the kind of person that is afraid to not comply with that kind of request. So she gives me her number because she gave me her number, right? And then later I'm texting her and then I get a little maybe uh, insinuendos, right? <laughs> she's completely uncomfortable and she stops texting me. And I don't know why she stopped texting me. Maybe later I find out she was completely uncomfortable. That could still happen. And there was actually little wrong that I did. Like nothing, really. Like I just was trying to get it on with her, right? I was just trying. (laughs) But 
or get I meant get along, but yes, sure, get it on, right? But but this is different. There was a power imbalance, and I didn't know. I wasn't aware that I really didn't have that in my head. Of oh, because if you had asked me beforehand, hey Berto, don't you think this is a power imbalance? I would have said like, what are you talking about? First of all, completely different company. She doesn't work for me. I don't care. Like right. I didn't have the context like, oh, yeah, of course, she needs to comply with this. This is the client. The client is coming in. I should be nice. Oh, he wants to go for a walk or he wants, I guess I should probably go along with this, but I don't feel right. Or she, like, here's the other possibility. She was maybe sort of into me and then I was too pushy and then she wasn't and then she felt uncomfortable. You never know. But the fact is there was a power imbalance. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have even gone down that path. Right. Right. Uh, but where it does I mean, get a little... I mean, in a world where you have Tinder, uh, right. why are you doing right. stuff like that? And and so it does get difficult, though, is like it, at the workplace, people could not be uh, managing each other at all, maybe not even the same team. They're in the cafeteria. The one person approaches the other one and tries to invite them to a movie or something. And then the other person still gets uncomfortable. There's some stuff you actually can't help, Right. Because it's like, well, what are we supposed to never, never approach the other, you know, the other sex or even the same sex or whatever? Like, and that, that I think is where both sides, like, I, I, I sort of think if you get approached by someone and get propositioned, maybe a mental exercise to try to do quickly in that moment is if this person, if I was really into this person, like if it was like just my type, would I have a positive or negative reaction to this kind of approach? Number one. I'm not saying that then, therefore, you have to go along with it. I'm just saying, ask yourself that question. And number two, um, if if you were doing the approaching, how would you like to be treated right now? Because then, if it's not something you're into, fine, but be empathetic that they were just trying. Now, if if what they're asking, if you ask yourself those questions and the answer is like, actually, I would never say that to someone, or even if this person was the best-looking person in the world and they said this to me, I'd still be offended. Well, actually, that's a different situation. That they probably offended you for real, right? And so, if someone walks up to you and it's like, uh, like this scenario we're talking about, you're walking late at night, and and then I look over, I'm like, hey, where are you going? Right? <laughs> no, no, you wait seventy yards, and then and you, you're like, you sc- hey, I didn't want to scare you because <laughs> I know this time of night, you know, lots of guys could be trying to rape you. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine? Uh, all, the only thing that comes to mind is that scene in American Psycho where he's crossing, he's he's crossing, and then stops and sync gets in sync with the lady, and they start crossing together, uh-huh. and he looks over and smiles at her, you know, and then the next thing you know is you see her head in the fridge. Right, right. Well, we don't know if it's a delusional head, or right, right, right. Yeah, actually, not not to do a spoiler. Uh... All right. Well, that does it for that. Simple topic. Simple topic of in which we talked about that. What um, was the original question? What was the original question? <laughs> um, it's late. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> uh, my brain isn't working anymore. Wait, wait. You shouldn't have said that to me. That sounds really offensive. <laughs> oh, actually, I wanted to say one more thing. So for some people, they have been sexually assaulted and when in a certain way and even when people hit on them in what would be considered by many people to just be regular ways of hitting on them, it can still trigger. It can trigger them and, and make them extremely terrified. I I know a woman who has been raped and sexually assaulted uh, as a young person, 
And when she is in public, if a guy just walks up to her and just asks her anything, it's oh, wow. it's triggering to her, right. especially if it has some kind of you know sexual or romantic uh, vibe to it. It throws her into a dissociative state, and she goes into a, a you know an appease mode, right? Right. Right. And and she's terrified, and yep. and and for a couple of weeks after that, she'll she'll dissociate. She'll be her PTSD will spike, and so that's just another part of this. That again, I don't know the answer to that because oh it's yeah. Like, the counter to that, or not counter, sorry, the uh, example, but from the other direction, is that, you know, when I was younger, because of my, uh, when I was abused, when I was little, uh, it, it left this situation where if certain kind of female showed me certain kind of interest, my brain would Im- implicitly conclude that I was allowed to touch that person inappropriately. Because you were violated yes. by someone right. older than you. Right. And so uh, it's something that uh, it stays with you and you can't control until you, you know, you have to go through therapy and, and all these things to maybe try to, you know, get a hold of it. Uh, but before I was aware of it, it was just like, it's not even a conscious thing. It was just like, well, of course I should touch this person right now because... The signals or whatever, right? And I wouldn't have even been able to explain it. It's, it's if, like if someone would have stopped me like, what are you doing, right? Which actually did happen, right? I, I, I'd be like, what do you mean, what am I doing? That question doesn't even make sense to me. Right. Because that's the right. what was modeled to you and right. your neurons developed that yep. pathway of, of, of behavioral sequences. That's right. You know? Somebody does something, and the next step is bang. That's you, the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself. Let us know what you think. You can email us at contact at psychologyinseattle.com, or you can go to psychologyinseattle.com and fill out the um, the contact us page. If you do email us, let us know how you want us to talk, because we, we often read emails on the on the air, so let us know how you want us to refer to you, whether or not it's anonymous or you know, like Joe from Portland or something. Right. Um, sometimes uh, that would be nice. Uh, and like I said, please take care of yourself because you deserve it.